It's the clearest of nights when the stars shine underneath the glow of the moon. That you realize that feeling inside of you exists. That there's more to life than the way you have been living it. If only a flicker of light that reminds you of the truth that burns inside of you. We all exist and come from the same seven stars that make up the me, the we, and, and the, the us. us. We are the road to remind you of this and hold your hand as you walk home. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to think of I said hello, good morning, and good evening all the time, or if I should say it this time, or what I should do. So I had to pause and think. So on the topic of thinking, we are having a podcast on back to basics and not thinking and starting to feel and starting to really understand that flip from the external into the internal and, you know, the struggles that that present themselves when, when that starts to happen in your journey. So it's been a huge topic, you know, for years and years and years, but now more so than ever, you know, just with the energy of the world around us, you can't avoid the flip anymore. It's going to get harder and harder and harder to fake. It's going to get harder and harder to make consciousness, I guess is the, the language outside of you. It is truly an inside job and people make it so much harder than it needs to. And the hardness comes from wanting to stay in that victim abuser rescuer, which is, is so comfortable when we're a victim to ourselves, when we abuse ourselves and others, when we rescue ourselves and others, it is a comfortable place. As Skylar said in so many other episodes, you know, we know how that, how that works. It's, we know how that feels. It's the work to flip it from the outside inward. So what does that look like? Well, let's just pause this for two seconds before we move on really, really fast. Let's just say exactly what everything is. The world is getting way more fucky in the 3D. Mm -hmm. The cost of living has gone through the fucking roof. We're not making near as much fucking money. Um, everything is way more expensive right now. Those are the, the fears of the outside world. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, they're also a reality of the world that we live in because we need a place to live, we need food, all of those things. What we're trying to achieve is some sort of balance where you're not afraid of being able to live and you're not grinding yourself to death. Mm -hmm. That is really, you know, at the bare minimum, that is the outcome that we're chasing for everyone is they can live with some peace and some ease and they don't necessarily need total understanding. Well, and I'm just going to interject right away off the hop. You know, we were sitting outside on the patio playing cards, sun, sun tanning today. I think it's three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. And we have a heavy night of sessions tonight that begin probably around six o'clock. And we'll work all the way till midnight in service doing that. And I looked over at Skylar and we were just kind of talking about like the next place we're going to go to um, in the Airbnb as we are on our house hunt and the whole thing. And he said, I said, did you want to maybe stay at an all-inclusive, like jokingly, because it's not, it's not the vibe at all. And then he goes, well, I already feel like we've been on vacation mode um, 
too long. And I looked at him and I go, what the fuck is vacation mode, Skylar? This is the embodiment of a life that is ease, freedom, you know, peace inside. We're still able to serve, show up who we are. There's no fucking vacation mode. But what people need to understand is from the outside looking in, vacation is what a life of peace, freedom, ease from the internal looks like. So when you're looking, say, at us, if you happen to follow my personal um, diary account, you can look at all the posts and stuff. And if you're not feeling in it, right away, you'll go into victim and start being like, nice for Coco and Skylar. Their life is so fucking easy. X, Y, and Z, external base, the vacation mode. Because that's all the ego and the victim consciousness can identify it as is some sort of fucking vacation because it's really hard when you're in victim to look at people like us who are embodying what the truth of how the world should have fucking been as a reality for you. And we get it because we walked it. Well, let's discuss that just a little bit because like right now we, we make Canadian dollars. And we buy everything in euros. Mm-hmm. So right away, if something is $5, it probably costs us closer to 8 So that means any single amount of money we've got is basically turned into a third of what it's actually worth. So now when we go out to buy clothes, we go out to buy food, we go out to buy groceries, the amount of money we've got is a third of what it would be in Canada. So then our intent has got to be like, why are we buying this shirt? Why are we buying these shoes? Why are we buying like this? Because there is only so much money. In density. In density. Mm -hmm. So why are you purchasing what you're purchasing? Um, That really plays a huge part into it. Because if you're broke all the time and you're saying, hey, I'm facing my lack wear, my lack wound, which is why I keep buying shit. Maybe you're broke all the time because you're unconscious. Instead of facing your lack wound, what you're really doing is just unconsciously filling your... Filling your hole and self-sabotaging yourself. Yeah. And the example that Skylar gave you, you know, four years ago, as the story goes, you know, we blew up our whole entire life. Like this is quote unquote, air quotes, a fucking miracle to anyone in density from where we started with absolutely fucking rock bottom basement you know to get here how did we get here how are we paving the way is because just like all of you guys we didn't believe that this was a possibility externally but internally there was a knowing so strong so so over consuming it started with me specifically for sure and then Skylar you know really in his own work was like this can't fucking be it like I'm so sick and tired of grinding I'm so sick and tired of showing up to a fucking job x y and z and you know we even had it on the flip end where we had the external entrepreneur you know all the companies, all the money, all the things externally and the stress and all the stuff was fucked. It was intense. It wasn't what it was cracked up to be from everybody looking at it. So when Skylar went out into the world, because he had to do that on his journey and allow me to heal and allow him to grow. And he worked for a whole year in the game and he went into that quote unquote job with the peer intent and the peer awareness that it was, he had work to do. And that's a big, big starting point for people is 
people don't want to do that. They want to go from A all the way to Z and have this whole like linear journey where it's like, one day I'm going to start healing, everything's going to flip, and I don't have to do any of the fucking middle muddy piece, which is part of the unwind. And when you went out into the world, you really saw your worth. You really had to speak your truth. You really had to ping your fucking wounds. And then a byproduct of all that, he also learned where he was falling into fucking traps of like the human life where it was like, you come home, you're checked out, you're watching TV, you're having no joy. Like you learned so much about yourself in that year and you could not ignore that, correct? Well, I mean, and, and, and a lot of people are in this space where they they don't want to they don't want to be uncomfortable and they don't want to do what they don't want to do. Well, you can't ignore that because you can just sit there and that go to work, come home. I'm tired. Chill out on Netflix and watch TV. Mm-hmm. Wake up and repeat mm-hmm. and say that you're doing it. Well, well, really. And say that you're doing it in the sense that you're working at a job that you wouldn't normally work at. Mm-hmm. But. That's just the story you're telling yourself because what what are you gaining from that? What is what is the purpose behind all of this? It took me a bit to figure it out and it took me a little bit to figure out that that's exactly what I was doing mm-hmm. was going to work, coming home, watching TV till I went to bed and getting up in the morning. I'd essentially flipped a script on myself in order for me to see that. So I would stop that pattern mm-hmm. and be like, okay, hey, like I'm in this beautiful city of Kelowna. There's more to do than just work and sit on the couch. Let's find some joy. Let's find some, some, some life outside of all this. Am I as tired as I say I am? If I am, why am I killing myself at a job? Why am I doing three or four person's job by myself? Mm-hmm. And then you had to change at the job. The yeah. job taught you. So you had to come to that conclusion through your own journey where you're at the job and you're like, I'm still maxing out. My wounds want to fucking be the, the, the best here. I want to know it all. I want to fucking be successful. I want the boss to see me. You know, you had all these narrations and all these things that you never even fucking noticed till you went there with a conscious intent. Yes, exactly. And I mean, nowadays they would call it quiet quitting where you just do the job requirements that you're expected to do. Mm-hmm. Then guess what? When you kind of like, have relaxed that sort of like you're not doing all the extra work because you want to be seen because you want to be seen um, then all of a sudden when you get off of work you have way more energy because you're not fucking dead ass fucking tired trying to fucking please everybody else all day long because you're so unaware of the narrations and how you feel so if you're out at a quote-unquote job right now or you have a career wherever you are in your in your journey it's the greatest fucking gift. You got to flip the script. That's basic number one is you're well, providing for your light. So here's the thing with quiet quitting that we'll just touch on here. There's a difference between doing above and beyond all the time and then just doing a shitty job. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you're a light being, if you're a conscious being, you're not doing a shitty job, but you're also asking yourself, why am I doing so much more? Because you can feel it in your body. You know, there's that middle ground that Skylar's going to talk about here where it's like, am I going to be, you know, the teacher's pet at work or am I silent quitting and doing fuck all because you're like, this is fucking bullshit. I don't even need to be here. You have to get to the middle ground where you flip the script and you see it as it's helping you become conscious within yourself. It's helping you provide for your light so that you can have the joy so that you can work on yourself so that you can, you know, birth out 
that freedom inside of you. You have to walk through this period of your journey, no matter who you are, because it's here that you find the self-discovery and the nuggets that you didn't see elsewhere. Because it's all great and dandy before you started healing, before you started awakening to all of this, to have your job. Because all you fucking did was partners in pain, you know, water cool gossip, check in, check out. You weren't aware of any of this. So now that you've started to do some work, now that you started to heal and you're working on yourself, you have to go back to your job or begin to work again so that you can have this period. And it's just a period. It's a small blimp in the, in the ruler of your life so that you can be the being that you came here to be, whether it be in this job, whether it be in a purpose that you birth out of you, or it's a thing in density aligned with your purpose. You have to be aware of yourself when you're engaging with other people in the world. And that's a big, big thing that people need to understand is it's not, oh, humans and light. It's not this versus that. Yes, when you're unconscious and you're on those lower floors, you operate completely different. We all know that because we all live there. We all came up that way. But it's not a finger pointed at how somebody else lives or what somebody else does. You should be able to, and I hate to use the word should, but it is true, to engage with other beings without being affected because you're so aware of your own self. And that's the key and that's what people miss is they don't have that awareness of themselves. So then when they're communicating to other people, it's like a collision course that like two, um, like they're just showing me like two semis kind of hit each other and you take on everybody else's energy. So you have to learn yourself in these situations like Skylar was sharing with when he was there so that you can then better understand yourself and move forward in your journey. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're at work for is that we can see and we can use other people sometimes exactly. for an example. Mm -hmm. So let's say a work example, cause I can pull this for myself. I was the, the energy holder of work. Yeah, frequency holder. I, I set the pace, I set the tempo. If I was laughing and joking, mm -hmm. everyone else was laughing and joking. The days I was in a bad mood, everyone else was quiet and sullen and no one talked. And and just for easy language replies, that's the air supply of the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and then when I started noticing that, I began to play around with that a bit more. Exactly. When I noticed I was in a bad mood and everyone else was being quiet, I'm like, interesting. Mm -hmm. Now I wonder if I start to shift myself mm -hmm. and I start to be in more of a good mood, everyone else kind of starts to shift and turn back into that good mood. So it's interesting. And I started to play both ways. If I'm in a really happy, excited mood, what happens if I turn it down? Then yeah, then everyone else started turning it down and they weren't even aware really how I was affecting them for the At most all. part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. Exactly. So then I also started to look around. Okay, if it's not me, who else is an air supply holder? Who unknowing to them is an air supply holder? And then I started- And that can go, and I just want to interject, that, that air supply holder can go exactly what Skylar's saying. You know, if you work with those people who are maybe a little bit more negative, you know, negative Nancy's, they're also an air supply holder on the, the lower floors. So they can tilt that, that environment to be quite negative or, or quite doom and gloom. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And that's exactly what I'm getting at. So once I started to figure out, okay, so who else is an, is an air supply holder? So then I started just working on one person. 
Now, if I, let's say there's, yeah. there's 10 people in, in the shop, I would find that one person who's the oxygen supply holder and I would play with his mood mm -hmm. and see how his mood all of a sudden started filtering out and affecting everyone else. And that wasn't just me. I would just be a certain way with this one person and then I would go back to maybe being quiet, joking with that one person and then go back to being quiet. And then I started noticing how he started influencing the rest of the warehouse. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're talking about when we mean that we are also lighthouses shining in the dark, mm -hmm. attracting people. Mm -hmm. We can light people up mm -hmm. if we have that awareness. Within ourselves. Within ourselves. If we learn how to light ourselves up, mm -hmm. then we can learn how to light other people up. And then in turn, they start lighting other people up and it has that um, ripple effect ripple effect going out and what i love so much about this skylar is the example it goes back to the very beginning of episodes where we were all lighthouses and we we're shining lights in the dark well kind of i'm gonna segue to I that mean, yes but i love that so much skylar because um if you look at what we're sharing about like when you can easily get into v because you're working out in the game or you know you're providing for your light at a place that maybe you know doesn't really bring you joy my first indication to that is if you don't like your job and you need to provide for yourself right now quit and find a job that lights you up you know make those choices stop being a victim and being like i have to stay here because it's good pay and it's good this you know in the bare minimum, you're fucking literally putting a paper bag over your light every single day by staying in something that stifles you. Find some place that brings you joy. That's number one. But the second segue that I want to go on about this whole thing is purpose. And I really want to get, get into the nitty gritty about that. So purpose is a 1% inside of you, okay? You have to have all the density floors to then experience that purpose of yourself. You have to. You have to, you know, know how to handle yourself around people. You have to experience all the density things. And then the purpose of which is inside of you will birth out of you. Purpose is not your passion, okay? That is a basic that people need to understand. Purpose is not your passion, okay? My passion is, you know, aesthetics, home decor, you know, fashion is still a passion of mine, um, you know, various things. I made that my purpose and that was fucking brutal. And that is why that life fell because I confused my passion with my purpose because I just liked it. It just filled me up. Purpose is something that just naturally flows out of you and it's easy. There's no tags attached to it. There's no, you know, needs or wants or anything. It just fucking is. So what people also need to understand is that the purpose in which you came here to do is not always going to be some working on a body or some big magical thing. You could be the most amazing tattoo artist who as a byproduct, you're holding your energy, you're aware of yourself and what you came to do bursts out through your body onto their skin when you're tattooing them. That's still a 1% purpose because you understand who you are, you understand energy, you understand, you know, people's wounds, you understand, you know, the 101 basics of fucking consciousness and awareness and it keeps evolving as we're growing and new information comes. You could own a gym 
and you could still be doing booty camps and fucking workout regimes and everything, but somebody who's not losing weight is because they have fucking stuck energy. They have stuff. So you're able to, you know, code them, give them those conversations and then be like, I know these people who do this X, Y, and Z, but that's just specifically your purpose. And that is a big thing for people to hear because people get so attached to their purpose being something outside of this density realm that you're literally just going to be this mystical fucking creature. If you look at, say, even me as an example, as a living portal, you know, for the last six years, it's like I still live a life. Yeah, I've been deep in service, but I'm finding my way again and I'm finding the things that bring me joy and, you know, creating a magazine, creating beautiful homes, whatever the case may be, is still part of what I'm here to do. It's a multifaceted thing. I'm not boxing myself into what I feel I need to do or what the ego needs, thinks it needs to do. Purpose is like literally they're showing me a spider web of a million things that all bring you back to the core, which is the center, which is you. So purpose literally is you being you. Yes. You being authentically Exactly. Understanding your wounds. Exactly. Understanding your wants, your desires, Mm -hmm. your needs. And overriding the ego every day. And overriding your ego and the thing that holds you back. Yes. So that way when you show up someplace, Mm -hmm. you are that lighthouse, you are that pillar. Just by being you, you are in your purpose. Exactly. When you have conversations with those people or in those places or you're visiting those places, you hold a frequency and that is the purpose of you. Exactly. That's the bottom floor of purpose. And really take that in. It's like, you know, Skylar and I on our journey here in Corfu, like we're having great conversations everywhere we fucking go. You know, the other day we walked to the next bay and there was a couple there and then I ended up sitting down and talking to her about her daughter and all that. That's what Skylar's sharing because I'm aware of my wounds. I'm aware of, you know, witnessing the situation. I've grown so much in my work that I'm able to sit there in my purpose and hold a conversation with this lady with zero attachments as to whether she follows me, whether she ever fucking messages us or ever sees us or anything. It was an impact moment that happened while I was out living. And so many people get so stuck on some end date and some purpose or looking at me and Skylar and being like, I want to be where you guys are. But what you have to understand is we still live our purpose on the bottom floor. Even if we're here doing sessions, even if we're holding your hand and helping you through some of the darkest, hardest times of your life, we still are living our purpose on the bottom fucking floor with every interaction with every conversation with everything that we do even in our own relationship which people can look at us and say oh it must be nice to have a quote-unquote conscious partner that's also bullshit too because Skylar and I have our own struggles our own tug and pull and we have to work on it every fucking day you don't just stop it doesn't just stop And that's a back to basics that really needs to be hammered in because people, quote unquote, think, and that's an ego running the show, 
that there's just a linear date, Skylar, that all of a sudden, you know, you're going to quote unquote, get to say where we are in Greece and you're going to be laying under the sun all day and all accountability and responsibility gets shoved out the door. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say they're wrong. I feel like that's been like the last two years for me. I mean, you can replace Greece with, with Kelowna and lying yeah. underneath the sun and no responsibility. But even then, I had responsibility. You've had a huge flip in the last two years. Um, yes. The biggest thing that I always want to point out is purpose is essentially moving to a point where you're authentically yourself, where everyone you talk to, everyone who approaches you... Mm-hmm gets the exact same version of you. Exactly. Whether you're talking to your friends, mm-hmm. whether you're talking to your parents, whether you're talking to your grandma, co-worker. or whether you're talking to a coworker or your worst fucking enemy, they are getting the same version of you. Mm-hmm. That is the work that it takes. So there is a little bit of a... I don't know, of an ease once you get to that point. I agree, I agree. And it becomes a little bit more fluid, but it takes practice and it takes consistency and still awareness. I agree. And I and I and that's and that's what we're working for. And that's what we're chasing. If we were chasing anything, it's that little nugget of time that Skylar just shared. Because purpose is literally you're a light in this body of form at the bare minimums. Forget fucking your living portal. Forget you work on bodies. Forget you're the greatest tattoo artist. All the things. Forget all that. At the bare motherfucking basics of this, you are a light in this body of form working to let the light run the show versus the ego. So can we put that in simpler terms? You are a person... Body of form, yeah. A, human a, bo- being. a body of form mm-hmm. who's trying to remove the a maximum amount of layers yes. so the light can shine through. All so that time. way you don't have to worry about exactly. all these unseen traumas, all these unseen wounds, all these things that you've been carrying in your backpack from episode fucking three. Mm-hmm. Affecting the decisions you're making now. Exactly. It does not fucking matter if you work on a body. It does not matter if you don't fucking do any of that stuff. Exactly. All that matters is you remove these masks so you can be authentically you. Mm -hmm. And that way you then can have this happiness. And this freedom. Ease Mm -hmm. and this freedom that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Because you're not constantly being hit over the head with a hammer hammer with every interaction with every experience you know you're not having these heavy narrations consuming you 24 fucking 7 because you're living from truly your light and not the ego and let me tell you this is mastery fucking work most people stop as soon as they're showing me a body so if you imagine the body like a, a cup of water and it's like the cup of water Imagine it's black water all the way to the top of your head to the bottom of your feet when you first start doing the work, okay? And you will move, say, that water all the way down to, let's say, your throat, okay? Most people stop about there. So they'll have black from their uh, toes all the way to their throat, and then they'll have some clarity from their throat all the way up to their head. We'll call it, it looks like it's pink to me, okay? So when people have their throat to their head pink, They'll stop the work. They'll give up because that is what we call spiritual activism. 4D, 5D, 3D is all amalgamated as one because you got enough information now. 
to bamboozle yourself that you fuck it, you're good. You're good. But you don't actually action any of it. Exactly. And you don't have any of the accountability. Exactly. So you will stay that black body from the neck down and then give yourself some linear time. And you literally, that black starts to pull back up. It starts to pull back up. And it could be a year. It could be five years. Who the fuck knows and who the fuck cares? But you'll feel the difference when you have lost the pink in the top. Because like Skylar said, you're talking the talk. You're doing absolutely nothing to embody and face the inner workings that are pinging you, controlling you, fears, doubts, hesitancy, and you'll rewind all the way back again to restart your journey with the same information and basics, literally. And, and it's, it's like the weight loss fucking battle that people live in in life. It's like, start again, start again, start again, because they don't apply it from an internal perspective. Yeah, they jump from the exactly. 5 a.m. club to the next fucking big thing exactly. to the next big thing to girl wash your face yeah. to the next big thing to the next big yeah. thing because that provides a little bit of initial momentum for them to clear out that little bit of their head down to their throat. Yeah. But then there's no sustainability because there's no accountability. Well, it's that what you say. It's that instant hit. They get that instant gratification. The ego gets it. And if you look at our world and our work, you know, a lot of people um, came in on duplicate when it was really pulling down that water. And it was like, here's your purpose. Here's your higher self. Here's all that. And all so beautifully and so wonderfully um you know, downloaded in such a great way because it gave everybody those carrots that they really fucking needed. Well, what really, what really started it all is COVID because people yes. got scared because mm -hmm. they got rocked out of their position of comfort. Exactly. And that position of comfort was the momentum for them to start a change. Exactly. But guess what? Mm -hmm. That change started to get into account, some sort of accountability. Yeah, at the throat. It, and then it was no longer sustainable. Mm -hmm. And, and we got back into old patterns because, as of course, everyone knows, COVID started to, to end and started to move past. And people kind of started going back into those old patterns because they the, just pulled back down that exactly. darkness down to, from their head to their throat. throat. Mm -hmm. And then over time, then because life got them again, because the shiny things, the, the carrots and everything went in front well, of them. Well, the carrots, the fears, yeah. like, how am I going to live? How am I going to survive? Started to pull at them. Mm -hmm. And then that black rises back up and, and then they're fully consumed. And I love that so much because... The people that were with us, like we had so many people come in, in our world, 2019, 2020, um, you know, even into 2021 and, you know, watching those people, that was the most real I'd ever seen some of those people, you know, makes me emotional. That was as the word quote unquote authentic as they ever were. They really, really felt the impact of this work. They really felt themselves they really started to see layers they it was phenomenal those people that came during that period of time it makes me so emotional because they they gave up they gave up and there's no judgment towards them but it's exactly what Skylar's talking about because as soon as things started to open up as soon as a carrot started getting drawn again as soon as x y and z um or the accountability and the responsibility started to show because in COVID times, it, it didn't have to be that because they were all just starting to wake up. You know, they ran right back into, into it looks like, um, you the know, game. the fairground, the game. Yeah. 
and no, no. Oh, the carnival! You the mean the carnival? I do believe we have an episode exactly. on that. They went back to clown college. They went back to the carnival where it's safe, it's comfortable, it's predictable, it's linear, and totally discredited any feeling that they ever felt inside themselves from the head all the way to the throat. And, you know, it takes a lot of work when you're faced with that moment of time where you're like, holy fuck, okay. Like, I literally could just say, fuck it, go back to the carnival, go back to this. And literally, ignorance is bliss. Tell myself I didn't fucking experience all this. Blame Coco, you know, blame this world, blame this state of being, you know, do whatever you can to try and tell and sell to yourself that that blackness from your head to your throat didn't happen. Well, one of the things that I really love is um, is people who – well, there's two things. People who have just like completely flipped their lives around and are trying something different. I really love them because they're, they're being brave. They're being bold yeah. and they're trying something new and it's scary. And that in, own, that in its own way deserves a certain amount of respect. But one of the things that I brought it up to a very small number of people is people that are doing this work that are still – like job wise, right where they started it, and they're having to do this work in a, in an environment in which they were sick in, mm-hmm. and that to me is just so neat and just so fun to have to try and figure out how to like catch yourself in your patterns that you've had maybe for years to try and reestablish new ones. That to me is probably the neatest thing that I could ever I, I can ever see. Is people that are doing it in the place that made them sick. Like yeah. they haven't removed themselves from from those things externally. Yeah. Yeah. And so an example, which he, if you're wondering what the fuck he's talking about, it's people who are like still in those relationships or still in those jobs or still heavily in, you know, the family situations, whatever the case may be. And they're trying to still flip with all of that stuff around them externally is he's right. It is. It's, it's very fascinating. Well, I mean, even think of like having a couple, you know, a mom and a dad or a husband and a wife or whatever the dynamics work out. And one person's doing the work and the other person yeah. is just like, okay, mm-hmm. To try and reshape boundaries and have those conversations with someone who's like they're supportive but they don't necessarily understand. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's mastery. And that is, mm-hmm. I think, really, really neat because they're being brave enough to make those choices to try something new and their relationship, you know, is being tested possibly because well, one person is changing. But is it's also not, but it's also being supported. Is this not purpose? You know, when we talk about purpose is no matter where you go and what you do, you have to let your light shine through. It's like, you know, there is people that I mentor that, you know, have the partners and they're literally owning their light. Exactly what Skylar is saying. And literally, you know, remembering who they are, choosing themselves. It's not choosing something new like this is a fucking course it's choosing the themselves remembering the newness of them coming back home to yourself while your partner might be over there fucking you know playing video games and you hardly share anything with him at this moment or you do or whatever the case may be but that's what he's talking about is that's something that owed to you because you're allowing it to just be, you're allowing it to just flow. And as your layers appear, you'll tackle them as they need to be. But it's not easy. It's not easy to, you know, not have what say me and Skylar have, which from the get go, I could share who I was. Well, even, even if we, there's, there's two different types. 
There's a person that's just sitting over there playing video games, ignoring the person who is doing their life. There's that whole situation. And then there's the partners who's just quietly sitting in the back, cheering them on, cheering them on and being supportive. Mm -hmm. There's both. And both those things are so fascinating, but I really love like the partners sitting there quietly while the one partner is doing the work mm -hmm. because they're kind of doing it for, for the both of them. Mm -hmm. Because what they share with each other and the path that they're taking, they're doing it kind of together, even if it only seems like one person is driving the car. Because you can't, you have to remember, well, one person is driving the car, the other person's reading the map. Yeah, and that's not just with partnerships, you know, that's with your parents, your siblings, whatever the case may be. But you get to a point of just pure surrender in all of this where you allow things to be, you know, what they need to be. And a segue to that is, you know, it doesn't need to be, Becca said this to me this last week, is people make this so fucking serious. And you know what? I love you guys for making it so fucking serious and making it your life. And it needs to have that respect. It needs to have that integrity. But you need to find some fucking joy and you need to fuck up and you need to have the experiences and you need to just you know, live and be muddy, they're telling me, you know, well, muddy. Like, like be able to laugh at yourself for the mistakes that you've made so you can like, you can learn and you can grow from them. Mm -hmm. I think is probably the biggest thing that people seem to be holding themselves back yes. is you don't want to make a mistake. And if they do make this mistake, they get mad at themselves for it instead of laughing. Like me and Skylar, like have moments all day long where we're like, fuck like we were trying to find a house the other day and google map took us all over the fucking place and you know i would like to say that i was you know quite right in the direction that we should have went on and he started taking us off-roading and i just let him have his experience because he was sure that he needed to go that way but then in the next sense he'll call me out and say that i don't know how to read a map and i get flustered and i do all this stuff but i had my own personal journey with it and i allowed it to be messy and i allowed it to be that way you know, or yesterday we went and had lunch and the lunch was shit, you guys. It was absolutely well, not good. We What we've learned since we've been here, because we're here so early in Greece, is that not everything is open. So lots of times we'll be driving. Yeah, first and, restaurant, and, take it. And then we'll see a town and be like, well, you know, let's just see if there's something better. But then you not, end up, driving for, end up driving for four fucking hours looking for lunch. You're like, Jesus, we should have stopped back in the first town and had lunch. So we've seen, we went to this town and we parked right away because yeah. we seen a restaurant and we stopped walked and ate. Stopped and ate. They're like, well, let's just walk around since we're parked anyways. And then as we've got further and further down the road, guess what? Two really good feeling Two, restaurants. Three. Yeah. Like three restaurants were open up that would have been probably better than the experience we had. We just laughed. And I and I had a moment where I was like, fuck, I'm so dumb. How did we do this? Like, how why did we go to that first place? And I worked through it in myself. How, like, I'm like, was I, were we checked out? Were we hungry and not like being con like aware? Like, how did we end up? And then we both are like, no, we're used to this pattern that we're having. But literally after the experience yesterday, we'll stop with that pattern now because we're like, shit, stuff's opening up now. We can drive a little bit farther. We can turn around. And yesterday we laughed so hard because when we walked past, I was like, oh, that restaurant looks so much better. And then I said, okay, get over it, Coco. You had a fucking experience. You're never going to eat there again. It doesn't fucking, wasn't a hell yes. And on we go. Now, a lot of people doing this work would fucking have a meltdown that they fucking chose the wrong place, that it was not good food, that there was good restaurant down there. It doesn't fucking matter. Look at what we've learned yesterday. Now we know that we can consciously fucking take 
I drive still because things are starting to open up, feel some restaurants turn back around. We learned so much about ourselves yesterday because it was like, who cares? Yes. Who cares? So essentially we had noticed the pattern that we'd gone exactly, into. Exactly, changed which, it. Which was driving past restaurants. So we thought, okay, we noticed that pattern. Yeah. So let's change it up. Yeah. We stopped, not realizing that time had moved on and more things had opened, but we had tried to change that first pattern. So now we just can go back to kind of being more aware exactly. and a little bit more relaxed, but we can still laugh about situations that we've put ourselves in. Yes, and that's and that's the key thing. And a second ex example I want to give that I shared in someone's session last night is my hair, getting my hair done vibrant here in Greece. And, you know, we had parked the car one day and I had a salon that I'd already talked to on Instagram when we were walking our way, you know, through the cobblestone streets to get there. And then all of a sudden, Skylar sees a salon. It has Kerastas on the window which is my shampoo that I use and he's like oh well, why don't you walk in there and try that one and I looked at him my whole body was like no like I'm not even gonna fucking go and he's been really pressuring me weeks ago not so much now but weeks ago to have these experiences because when I arrived here I noticed that I was you know becoming seeing the tendencies of my old self where I was like shy and nervous and all the things so he was pushing me to have the experience to get fucking back in alignment with Coco so I walked into this place and I really want you guys to hear this example because this is why you need to live. And I walk in and I said, can you do my pink hair? And right away, the guy starts telling me my hair is damaged. She starts telling me it's going to be this big, huge process. It's not easy, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, thank you. I get out and I look at Skylar and I'm like, this is why you do the work. Because as I'm walking, I can right away feel a slight fucking body reaction being like is my hair damaged and wanting to believe that guy and I'm like I take excellent hair care of my hair since I've been on this vibrant journey fake news fucking bears and I was like see Skylar no that wasn't it but he was correct in pushing me to have that experience because I learned so much about myself again I learned that I do fucking know. I learned that it feels off. It is fucking off. I learned that the salon that I have inside of me is the one that's correct. So then we continue walking. And then he says again, oh, there's that hair salon that the nail girl recommended. Why don't you just pop in there? And I took a second. I felt my body and I looked at him and I said, no, Skylar. I'm not fucking going to that salon. I'm gonna go to the one where I feel good and I've communicated to them on Instagram. And if that is a no, then we will go to this one. And the one that I trusted myself with, the one that we had parked to begin with, is the one that I went to and I had a wonderful, amazing fucking experience. But as I'm showing you, this is what everyone tries to fucking avoid. They try and start the A, and have the outcome over here at Z with none of the middle stuff, whether the middle stuff be one minute long, 10 minutes long, days long, you have to understand yourself in order to move forward in the consciousness of yourself. And if you try and control it externally, you're gonna struggle right now. Now more than ever, because you need to understand that the external you, so I'm going to go into just some advanced information and I'm going to ask Skylar if he wants to share anything before I do that. Do you have anything to share? Well, I just, the imagery that I'm getting is, yeah, go ahead. is that 
the world is getting darker, the world's getting rockier, and mm-hmm. it wants to push you and push you to be more afraid. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I mean, science has kind of told us that whatever, I'm going to mess up one of these laws here. God, hopefully some science nerds don't fucking convince me for this. Uh, the force of one thing is pushed back with the opposite force of the other thing. That's the best I can remember off the top of my head. So I hope that makes sense. Boom. <laughs> 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 terrible mic drop but essentially if, if there's if you're being pushed to be scared you're being pushed to be nervous the light is also pushing for you to be exactly. freedom and pushing exactly. for you to be courageous and pushing for you to be brave with equal amount of force exactly that's what i'm getting at exactly so i'm gonna go into some information here of why the basics are so important why you need to understand your baseline why you need to understand all these things because you cannot sustain you just can't every single person alive is being rocked with the with the adjustment of of the time of the timeline shift and there being two different realities so let me get into this for a second the first thing i'm going to talk about here is the plane is descending so if you go back to the beginning of january towards the end of january there's a whole podcast on the plane imagery Did you forget about it? Did you forget that you've been in a plane this entire time? So take that in. You've been in the plane. What is it? The end of April. So you've been in the plane all of February, all of March, and all of April. Okay? And that plane imagery has been so heavy, and I've been sharing it so heavily, where it's like you're on the plane. You have to trust that you're on the correct plane, that you're in the correct seat, and stop fucking looking out the window at all the fucking debris. Stay in the seat. And that you basically, your plane, if you imagine, has had its own personal tests and um, experience to help you grow before you land. So if you look at your February, your March, and your April, what turbulence and what tests and what practice things and all the stuff has your plane gone through? Because now we're starting the descent. And as this descent begins to happen, this is a big, big, um, big, big uh, moment of data points. Can you believe it that we are going to be hitting 2 million data points? People don't even remember that anymore, what it was like to have the data point up and down because we have literally risen so high up that our bodies are able to handle the high frequency at which we're at, okay? If you have not moved up, you're going to feel it, period. So as we begin to descend, why the basics are so important is imagine you got on this plane with snow pants, a snow jacket, a toque, mitts, you even got your fucking winter boots on. And we'll call that, you know, the um, external version of you. Okay, that's, that's how you present yourself to the world. That's your fakeness. That's all the things that you have developed throughout your lifetime. And while you're on this plane, you're like, holy fuck, I'm sitting next to Skylar. And if it's like a plane that we took to get to Greece, I'm fucking starting right next to him and I'm, I'm stripped down. And I'm having those tests. I'm having those moments. I'm having all those things. And the toque is coming off the you know, ski jacket is coming off and everything. And now as you land, you no longer have that 
extra material, that extra... Um, you have the choice to putting all that stuff back exactly. on to get off the plane because the plane exactly. is landing. Exactly. And if you just let it all go and you trust yourself that it stays on the plane, you are going to understand your reason of why you're here in this life. You are going to walk into, you know, a state of being that is inside of your inside of yourself when you really accept that all these spins, all these fears, all that stuff is all part of this plane ride that you keep uh, feet like feeding into. So when you literally leave all that onto the plane and the plane lands, you now have an ease about you. And that ease is coming from people who have pre-waved this, people who have paved the way for you. The energy of, you know, the, the hundreds or they're telling me, you know, even a million of us who have already landed, who are showing you that all you have to do once you land is notice those mitts as lack. Notice that you know, um, coat as your coping mechanism. Notice those boots as the fear and recognize it and not entertain it anymore and make choices to override it and it's gonna be easy. And why is it gonna be easy? Because we're in a new timeline shift, we're in a new world and there's people who have paved it. So when people have built the first railway system, by the time the train goes through, it's not the same hardship of the people who built the railway. The train just gets to move straight through. That's what's happening. And that is the huge disconnect for people is, you know, we always say, Becca always says this to me. She's like, Coco can give you the cheat sheets. Coco can, you know, give you the silver platter. Are you willing to fucking take it? Or are you going to constantly go back to the goddamn plane and put your mitts on and put your jacket on and say, nice for you. I can't apply it to me. Says fucking who? Your wounds, your ego, and the bare minimum choices at this point. Two years ago, a year ago, COVID times, it was it was hard fucking work to make these choices. You needed major body support, you needed major things, all that stuff. It's not that way anymore in the new. You just have to make choices from understanding yourself. Skylar? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the missing piece for people is they think consciousness is this big fucking external like digging in the trenches so hard to do. Yeah, granted, historically speaking, six years ago when I remembered, seven years ago when I remembered a portal, it was digging in the trenches. It was fucking hard. It was externally you had to really dig in the trenches. But if you're doing it, if you're listening to yourself, if you have the awareness and you're actually embodying it, it's going to be more mind-blowing than you can even imagine. But you have to embody it. You can't just say you're doing it. And that's the disconnect that so many people have. And if we go back to the beginning of the podcast where it's like vacation mode and you look at me and Skylar and be like, you know, X, Y, and Z narrations fucking pinging yourself and, you know, must be nice. How are me and Skylar where we are right now? How do we pave this way? How are we here holding your hands? Because we make the choices every single day. 
literally. Like I was laying out on the lounger earlier and it was coming to me, you know, when my parents pass away and we'll see when the time comes, but where I'm sitting right in this moment of now, I'm like, I'm making choices to not go back to that. I'm not going to go to their funeral. I'm not going to partake into that because why? Why? And that's my own personal journey where I can go inside myself and investigate that. But that is the awareness. That's basics 101. When you're able to go inside yourself and feel each situation and each experience and each conversation and go into the why, which Skylar is a big advocate for, and I'm going to give him the microphone on that, is, is the awareness which then allows you to live as a conscious being. Your why is the foundation of consciousness. If you don't know your why you do what you do, if you don't know why to anything, you're never going to get past the awareness stage into consciousness witness. You're just not. Because you have to understand your why you do what you do. And you have to be okay with reflecting on that and looking at that because it's so easy to get the program to latch back on you, you can get checked out into pattern, into habit, into what the what the program wants you. The program wants you to be checked out. The program wants you to be in fear. The program wants you to be in lack. The program wants you to try and control and to create an, a how externally. Yeah, I mean, so many people bounce back and forth between two electric fences. Yeah. And I can't remember if we've used this analogy no, on the podcast. it's only or been mentoring. It's only been in mentoring? Okay. Mm-hmm. So imagine there is an electric fence on either side of you. Mm-hmm. You make a choice. You bump into the, to the electric fence on the right side. What happens when you touch the electric fence is you jerk back. And maybe it takes you off guard, so you trip and you stumble. And then guess what? Because the fences are so close together, you hit the electric fence on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? Same thing that happens on the right. You get shocked, you get panicky, mm-hmm. and you take a few steps towards the right. Then what happens? You hit the fence on the, elect- the electric mm-hmm. fence on the right side. And then the same pattern repeats itself. And you zigzag back and forth between these two electric fences. Which is reactive energy. Which is reactive energy, which is unconscious energy, yeah. which is everything that we're trying to get away from because mm-hmm. we want you to be able to respond to something versus reacting. Mm-hmm. So once you learn to start responding to these two electric fences, what happens is the fences move further and further apart. So you have to try and navigate them. Now you start getting to navigating the middle of that. And as you gain more and more awareness, more and more consciousness and more understanding of necessarily why you do things, the Guess middle what? becomes your home. The middle becomes your home because mm-hmm. now you can kind of see that electric fence mm-hmm. and you kind of, you know, okay, I can, I got to head back towards the middle here because I've gone too far to the left or maybe too far to the right. Or maybe even you go a little bit to electric fence and it gives you just a tinier little bit of a shock. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that was definitely the fence. I had wandered way too far and you kind of pull back because it's no longer a shock. It's no longer a surprise. You're actually responding to events Versus doing this knee-jerk reaction to something. 
Yeah, and I'm gonna give a real time example with this is when I was gonna go get my hair cut or hair done the other day, we were leaving and we were driving and I had $70 um, in one account and I think I had $250 from like a GST check in another account, so that puts us at 310, okay, Canadian. So we're driving and Skylar goes to me and that's all I have to my name, okay? Like no credit cards, nothing. And Skylar's like to me, do you know how much your haircut, hair is gonna cost? And I go, no, I don't. I said, but I have a feeling that it is, you know, not gonna be as expensive as it was in Canada. So in that moment, he starts questioning me and, you know, that's, that's the journey of Skylar. And he's like, well, I think it's going to be, and I don't know if you said think or feel, but you know, he says, I think it's going to be, you know, well, let's, let's choose some numbers hair getting five, No, I'm gonna, I think it's going to be $500. Yeah. Said. But what does it cost normally in Canada? In Canada, it costs 350 Canadian. So that would be 500 euros. Yeah. Okay? So again, that means that our, our currency is one third of what it normally would be here. So $300. Yeah, so he's saying in the car to me, I think your hair is going to be $500. And I'm like, okay. So this is a prime example where he's talking about the um, fences for me, which are really far apart. And I live in the middle. And so for a split second, I feel myself and I'm like, okay, is it going to be 500 euros? Like what the fuck? It's going to be 500 euros. So then I say to him, well, I guess I could call Becca and see if she has $200 that she could e-transfer me just in case, okay? And then I stopped myself and I said, no. I said, I'm not doing it. I believe and I trust that it's going to be cheaper than it was in Canada because I just feel that and that's what we're gonna roll with. So we drove in with 310 Canadian, okay? And I was like, you know, not even fucking normally I would have historically speaking, I would have thrashed over to the right to the barbed wire fence. And then I would have thrashed over to the other side. I would have started controlling and calling Becca or calling my mom and seeing if anybody could like lend me some money just so in case, just, just in, in case, case, just in case, because now I'm fucking thrashing to the left and to the right, not listening to the center of myself. So then I get into the hair salon and I say, I'm here for my appointment. Could you tell me approximately how much my hair is going to be? And they said 150 euro. And then we able, Skylar was able to buy shampoo and we had lunch and we drove home. But historically speaking, without me doing this work and being aware, I would have been a nut job. I wouldn't even, I would have been spinning about it fucking days leading up, trying to control it, not trusting myself, being all these things um, because lack would have consumed me. You, oh my God. You would, I mean, have been, I, you would have been afraid you wouldn't have had enough money. Yeah. So you would have canceled the appointment. Either would have canceled the appointment yeah. or made steps to ensure you had the money, yeah. which would have been, she meant she wouldn't, it wasn't trusting herself in the feeling that she had. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, that's a current example of the work that it's taking to face the lack story. You know, Skylar and I go down to zero or close to zero all the time. And it's the mastery work for us specifically from years and years and years and years of getting off of the lack game chokehold to not swing to the one fence and swing to the other, but sit in the middle. And when you can do that, you then birth out a reality and a state of being that looks fake to people who live the other way because you 
they cannot compute it. You they can't cannot. Com- they can't compute that you're not just bouncing back and forth exactly. between fences. Reacting exactly. to all these events. Controlling up, all these things. Putting up one exactly. fire, then running, brushing, and putting over the other fire. In fact, you're just literally just walking by with like your buckets and the fires are just going out. Exactly. And that is the imagery. Because the game's chokehold and the ego's fuel is lack. And the story of it. It's the biggest one. When you are literally flipping from ego to light and your light running the show... Literally, the biggest layer that I mentor on, top notch, top of the pyramid is always lack. Everybody always hits the fucking lack story because that is the biggest root and the chokehold of density, is it not? Because in density, the life that me and Skylar are living right now comes from hustle, millions, retirement, all that type of stuff. You need to have a big wad, quote unquote, of cash somewhere fucking sitting, hidden, all the things that you created from a density hustle. You only get to live the quote unquote retired life if you have hustled to create it externally. We are here to help you remember that it's an inside job. And when you have that freedom, when you have that peace, when you literally let the light run the show, you no longer are a black body, you are pure white. You're not black with half pink, you're pure white. Then everything flips from the inside out. And trust me, I've talked about it candidly on here in the last four years of this podcast. I couldn't grasp it when I was in victim. I would sit in our kitchen so many times with Skylar and bawl my fucking eyes out at him, pissed off that I came out of working on myself and they're telling me to embody the 70 million lifestyle. And I'd say to Skylar, how the fuck does that happen when we can't even put food on the table? And then I would just steamroll and steamroll and steamroll into victim. That little 20 minute conversation, I was electrocuting myself on the left, electrocuting myself on the right. And literally those, those fences just became the middle. Like I literally couldn't even move my arms out to the left and to the right without chokeholding myself because now I'm so deep down a victim story of, I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it. it was literally the gist of it. I want to be able to buy X, Y, and Z. I want to be able to live my life. And then I would be a victim to that, that I just wanted to live my life. How did we get out of it? We literally faced ourselves inside and realized the things inside of us that were holding us back. And for both of us, it was a lack of belief and trust and love with ourselves. And we had to dig through some fucking shit and still do so that our bodies could be become white. Well, let's go back to like episode, I don't know, I want to say like seven, <laughs> eight or nine. Um, if you are a human being and this is the best that life yeah. is going to get, waking up every single morning, fucking working your ass off, barely getting by, that's it. That's life. Mm-hmm. What are you worried about? Because you know exactly what your next 20, 30, 40 <laughs> yeah, fucking years exactly. look like. Wake up, hustle, repeat. And hopefully you don't die of a fucking heart attack and before, you, you, 
have a chance to yeah, enjoy and it. have your weekends and maybe your fucking evenings, but have the illusionary fake fucking bank account. And there's some, and but there, you, you, it doesn't matter if you have a bank account cause it's never going to be enough. Exactly. I was just going to say that there's somebody I mentor who she was like, I made good money in my, my career, but yet we sat in our fucking house and we fucking dreamed about and talked about all the things we didn't have. Or you're a light. Exactly. And if you're light, what the fuck are you worried about? Because the best is yet to come. The best is always yet to come. Mm -hmm. It's just those hard, difficult decisions to quit bouncing back and forth between the electric fences.